May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Good morning. In the corporate world, we occasionally read about mergers and acquisitions. This happens when one company buys another or when two companies reach an agreement to merge together. When this happens, you have the blending of two cultures and two organizations and two communities into one. When the two merge successfully, value is created. But when two organizations don't merge successfully, the two companies have problems. Over the last years, some well-known mergers that haven't worked out so well include Sears and Kmart and the breakup of AOL and Time Warner. These companies didn't take measures to ensure a successful blending of the two organizations and the blending of their two cultures. Anytime two cultures become one, building relationships is key. The attitude of the leadership is important, and it's important to establish common values and common goals. George Brandt of Forbes magazine says, the foundation of a successful merger is establishing a common culture. This is where the game is won or lost. Get that wrong and nothing else matters. Disney and Pixar have been one of the most successful mergers in American history. In fact, their merger is often used as a case study of what two companies should do when they come together. Disney and Pixar have a history of creating movies And leadership decided that they could come together and create an improved product. So with the two companies becoming one, Disney and Pixar have produced well-known movies that we may have seen. Movies like WALL-E and movies like The Cars, Cars 1 and Cars 2. And today, when you visit Disney World, you see that Disney World has integrated Pixar with the Disney brand. Parts of the park feature Toy Story and Monsters, Inc., which come from Pixar, and you can visit Radiator Springs where the Cars movies come to life. Anytime there's a merger of two different cultures into one, there are going to be some rough spots along the way, but if common ground, common values and goals, and common culture can be established, the new organization will thrive and flourish. And with pooled resources, the new company will be able to accomplish more than it ever could have separately. Today in our passage from the book of Acts, we read one of the most important moments in all of church history. We see a merger between two different cultures and two different communities. The blending of Jews and Gentiles into one Christian community. The Jewish leadership made a landmark. They made a groundbreaking decision. They chose to welcome and to accept Gentile believers into the church. This is something that you and I take for granted today, but we have to understand what a big decision, what a big moment this was for the church. Under the Mosaic law, Jews weren't to associate with Gentiles. The Jews were God's favored and God's chosen people, and Gentiles were considered second class. In the Old Testament, Jews weren't allowed to eat with them. They couldn't marry a Gentile, and and they definitely couldn't worship together. At the temple in Jerusalem, there was an outer court called the Court of the Gentiles. And that was as far as any Gentile could go. As God's favored people, the Jews could go not all the way, but they could be closer to the most holy place and closer to the presence of God. As we know, Jesus was a Jew and he called 12 Jewish apostles. There were a few exceptions, but the crowds that followed Jesus were almost entirely Jewish men and women. 
And the religious leaders we often hear about, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, were religious leaders and Jewish scholars. In the early days after Jesus' resurrection and his ascension, the apostles started preaching and teaching in Jerusalem and around Judea. And they go to the synagogues and to the Jewish community, but they don't go to the Gentiles. There was still a division in their minds between the circumcised and the uncircumcised, a division between these two groups, between these two different communities, these two different cultures. Our reading today picks up in Acts chapter 11. The apostles are in Jerusalem, and they hear about how Peter has gone to the house of a Gentile named Cornelius. Peter has eaten with Cornelius and spent time with his household. He's worshipped with them and even baptized them. The church leadership thinks Peter has made a huge mistake. He's crossed a religious boundary that God never meant to have been crossed. And the Jewish Christians are not happy. They call Peter in for an explanation. He's called before the church leadership to give an account of his actions. You know this is an important moment in church history because what happened in the previous chapter is retold in chapter 11. As Peter defends his actions before the leadership. Basically, Peter is on trial and he narrates step by step each detail of the vision that he had had and also how Cornelius, the man he went to see, also had a vision as well. And even though potentially embarrassing, Peter fesses up that it took him three times, three times for him to get to the point. point. He saw the vision and heard the voice from heaven saying three times, what God has made clean, you must not call profane. Because of this vision, Peter's way of thinking began to change. He tells the Jewish church leadership that, that the vision and the voice from heaven were God's way of teaching him to not make distinctions between us and them. That is between the Jews and the Gentiles. And so Peter went and he shared the good news of Jesus with Cornelius and with his household. And these Gentiles come to believe in Jesus and they are baptized. And then the Holy Spirit comes and falls on all of them, both Jews and Gentiles. And then they did something they had never done before. They all worshiped and they praised God together. Peter said to the leadership, if then God gave them the gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? So belief in Jesus, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit are God's gifts. And neither the apostles nor the church leadership could control the work or the activity of God. And when they heard this, they were silenced. In that moment, the apostles had a change of mind and they had a change of heart. They praised God saying, then, then God has given even to the Gentiles repentance that leads to life. This was the beginning of the blending of these two very different communities. And it happened when the Jewish leadership recognized the work and, and the activity of God in someone different than themselves. They understood that if God can work in them and if God can work in us, well, then maybe we aren't that different after all. And they chose to step out in faith, to welcome and to accept them. And rather than second class, the Jewish Christians came to accept the Gentile Christians as their equals. And they blended into one community of Christians. And the good news is, the amazing thing is, we are here today. 
We are in the church worshiping this morning, singing and praying and praising God because of this moment in church history. We're here today because these two groups merged. The Jewish leadership welcomed Gentile believers. And in the early church, the word of God spread throughout the Roman Empire. And as we know, ultimately around the world, they came together and they pooled their resources. And together they accomplished more than they ever could have separately. This merger, their coming together, was successful because a common culture was established. The leadership remembered the words of Jesus from John 13, which we heard this morning. Jesus said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Loving God and loving each other are the two great commandments. And these are our values. These are our goals. The culture of the church is to be a culture of love. Often it can take years to undo our bias and our stereotypes. Sometimes it can take a long time to change our way of thinking because of some of the rhetoric we've heard or even rhetoric we may have been a part of. But when God is at work, hearts can be changed and barriers can come down. When we don't look down on other individuals or or look down on other groups or even see other denominations or churches as being all that different from ourselves, but rather all see ourselves as equals, that we are all part of God's creation. When we don't see others as being all that different from us, Well, then we can recognize the presence. Then we can recognize the activity and the image of God in them. And every time we welcome someone new, there is a merger. As one person comes into our community and is welcomed and blended into the community, one person at a time, one family at a time, one group at a time. When we come together, we can accomplish more than we ever could have separately. And the more people we welcome, the more we can accomplish. The more lives we can change and the more ministry we can do. There are still countless numbers of people that God might call, that God might lead to merge with us. And it's up to us, up to each generation of the church. It's up to each Christian community to maintain our common values and our common goals and our common culture of love. Amen.